I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Happy Monday. Welcome into Tech Talk. You've got us on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Clint Scott, Dr. Mike Gustafson, Ben Porman, hanging out with you. We are live from the First United Bank studio. You can call us on the Visual Edge IT hotline, 806-771-0973. You can also hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Thoughts, comments, reactions to the weekend. we got plenty to dive into today. Take us anywhere with the mobile app brought to you by Happy State Bank. We're also streaming live on Fox 34 News Now and on YouTube. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just look up Double T 97.3. You can see all the uh, things we're up to here at the Raymar Compound. Just finished your first home series, um, which, like I said, we will dive into the game. But more importantly, Gus, it means it's candy season. So uh, I now have <laughs> three full boxes, thanks to you, of Sour Patch Kids. And as you said, that should last me two weeks. Yeah, that won't last you. I would, I would argue lunch that. tomorrow. <laughs> I've been embarrassed by you before, Scott. Whoa. Just from the Sour Patch Kids, though, right? Not in any other way. Just <laughs> yeah. that. Right. <laughs> What's up, Gus? How are you? I'm pretty good. Just grinding through a Monday, trying mm-hmm. to, you know, just survive this thing. This. Well, it sounds like your Monday, Monday has been very Monday-y. Ah, actually, a couple Mondays ago was a tougher Monday than this, but just, mm-hmm. you know, just trying to keep your head down and go, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. What a steady, steady stream of stuff. You saw, uh, can I say, a heap of runs? I did. And I would say on one hand, with the <laughs> opponent you're playing, you know, you shouldn't. And no one is like overreacting on like, oh my gosh, this is what you've been waiting right. to see. Right. Because on the other on the other side, uh, you were playing a bad Texas Southern team. I've seen the questions of, oh, why are we playing a team like this anyways? Uh, but still, it's it's hard to reach. I mean, it's it's not. Or I should say it's not easy to reach the mark you did for the entire weekend. But what what are you pulling from the series against Texas Southern? Yeah, I think just trying to get games, if I had to guess. I, and, and I say that. You know, of course, they had, they had played five the week before, uh, you know, down in Arlington, and, and certainly certainly four of those against really good competition, mm-hmm. probably a, a fifth against UTA in their backyard. Um, but, you know, a fairly productive three and two weekend. But, yeah, you didn't think they were going to follow that up with, uh, you know, bringing some meat grinder in here on – on that series and and the thing you never know about like this and Gardner Webb is who uh you know this time last year I can't remember who it was but they had a series scheduled and they got basically got canceled around Halloween or Thanksgiving 
And so maybe it was Halloween. And so then you're, you know, then they're scrambling around trying to find any team, any Division One team, you know. And so you, you <laughs> so don't. It's like a carnival. Right. Step right up and play right. the Red Raiders. Absolutely. Step right up. Anybody, you. We want you to come to Lubbock and, you know. And so to know be like those mall kiosks where you were walking one way and they were tracking you down. Like, right. Yeah, T-shirts, huh? Right. And, and uh and so I, you know, I, I, you don't, we don't know about that. But I, the fact that they play at one opponent like that is is not a tremendous surprise. I mean, you go back and look at just about every schedule. Um, but Texas Southern will go to Lawrence this weekend to play right. your boys. Uh, they got yep. a four game series over there. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and <laughs> I was a little, they could use some wins. Nah, I think they're no doubt. three and four right now. Uh. I was a little surprised that. Uh, and 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 again, you just don't know what their intent was, but that that either this was four games this past weekend, or that there would be a midweek tomorrow or or Wednesday, mm-hmm. you know, like a three and a two or something like that, but uh, not. And so I'm sure they're because they had a ton of guys that didn't get to throw, you know, and that's just how it works. And so I, I would uh, I bet you they'll have a spirited inner squad tomorrow and maybe again on Wednesday. And I'm not saying that like as punishment or anything. I'm just saying there's there's. 12 guys that didn't throw this weekend and so they're they're probably trying to string together you know innings for those dudes and at bats for for the you know just to get keep hitters in rhythm and all that kind of stuff so um you know i when the schedule first came out this this midweek right here was the one that i would uh, be curious to ask about just in terms of hey was there something that you were working on that fell through or whatever uh, and you know what? Tonight at 6 great, o'clock is a perfect timing. opportunity to ask all your questions. The first Red Raider <laughs> baseball with Tim Tadlock right after we're done here on Double T 97.3. Uh, live from Rudy. So go get your... Uh, Jamie's hosting? Uh, Hax is, Hax is? Uh, Hax okay. is hosting tonight. Yeah, okay. yeah Hax is uh, going to start off his week real busy. Of course, he's busy around this time anyways, yep. but he'll have that. Then, of course... The Longhorns are coming to town tomorrow, so he'll be on the call over at the USA. And he'll be on the airplane to Stillwater this weekend. Morgantown. Oh, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep, if yep, he's yep. going to Stillwater, Hacks will not be calling that That's right. Day. Not not the Texas Tech game. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. I, I had that flip. No, There's that's also right. a trip to uh, Stillwater looming. But, it's, yeah, it's, yep. it's winding down for those dudes. Yeah, how about, what, four more? Yeah. Here on the docket. A uh, midweek, a weekend, and then, what, a midweek and a weekend, and then we're... And then it's Big right. 12 tournament time. Yeah. How um, about that? March is nigh. You like the word nigh? I do. I, I couldn't tell you the last time I've used it. I would say there's probably a two-hour, or not two-hour, two-year window from the last time I said nigh, but it doesn't mean I don't like it. Um, I do have a, a, a question about this series. Um yeah, the against Texas, side is like near, near in place or time. Yeah, it is. Uh, N- the, the juice I- is nigh. The ju- yes, yes, yeah. the uh-huh. juice is nigh, my friends. Was that a suggestion that I should start using nigh? No. Do you think that no. is impressive? I start what's, saying nigh. What's greater? The spaghetti than, dinner is nigh. Absolutely. What's, <laughs> and it will be bussin'. What's of greater uh, likelihood? The sour patches making it till <laughs> one o'clock tomorrow, or Clint? With the proper use of nigh. Now he's gonna get. It's gonna be a phony attempt at use the use of nigh here in the next three hours because it's top of mind. But phony. When will he? You know, actually break it out and use the word nigh properly tomorrow. I'll I'll say this: the first boxes 
death is, is nigh. nigh. It, is, it is very, 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 very. You already cut it. I didn't realize there was a plastic wrapping in there. Well, it's supposed to be so you can reseal fresh. it, but that's more of a suggestion. It's like oh, when they give things. like a serving size on the back of a bag of potato chips. Like, okay. I'm not going to eat this whole thing. Well, the spree box is just a box, but it's a hard candy, so it's probably no moisture. I don't worry about well, keeping yeah, the moisture out. Well, yeah, because you got some, uh, you got some chewiness here that you want to keep yeah, chewy sure. and not make it crusty. There's some freshness involved. Freshness, there. yes, that's what I've always thought about Sour Patch Kids. Is that is fresh. Right, you can tell when they're not fresh. <laughs> <laughs> the juice is knife. <laughs> Tech Talk on Double T ninety seven three. Podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantec Roofing and Construction. It is the juice here on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. You've got Tech Talk, Clint Scott, Dr. Mike Gustafson. Ben Porman behind the glass taking care of us. Uh, we will start with what we have on the airwaves tonight. Six o'clock over on 100.7, the score. Choice Woodman in tonight. It is the high school fan zone. Coaches from Coronado, Estacado, Lubbock High, and Monterey. As, uh, they'll hang out right here in the First United Bank studio. Hour and a half long program on Double T 97.3. Right after we're done uh, as we just said, first edition, Red Raider Baseball with Tim Tadlock. If A truth serum question, what would you ask? From me or you? Just, oh. Yeah, you. Um, I'm a, I'd probably ask him a schedule question. Um, mm-hmm. a schedule question just about the if the if if the, the this 10 days here was exactly as they intended it or if it was just, you know, because one thing that Tim talked about with me at first pitch of luncheon, so a month ago. Mm-hmm. He said there he had just been on a call, I think that morning, wanting with a like Big Twelve coaches wanting clarity on twenty twenty five. Like, hey, what's our know. schedule? because yeah. they because what's going to happen is you get your schedule and you're going to have an open day. Well, then you're running around, you know, on relatively short notice a year out going, hey, uh, we've, we've got an open weekend on April 14th and 15th and 16th the next year or whatever it is. And, you know, other leagues are playing and you're you're scrambling. And so, you know, and that's where you take anybody that will hold up, raise their hand, you know, but it, it gets hard. And so I know that, uh, you know, I, I, what I don't know is what we had on the books that got wiped away when the Big 12 added teams and mm-hmm. – Went, hey, we're going to a 30-game schedule, 10 weekends, and you went, oh, okay, all right. So, so I was going to ask that question was, I mean, do you think coaches, as far as the, the scheduling side of it, do you think that they like uh, having the extra couple of series with the added Big 12, uh, you know, roster top to bottom more teams and stuff like that? Because in, in that regards, I mean, it's it's on one hand, it's – it's two weekends you don't have to worry about. Right. It's already a given. Right. But on the other hand, there's maybe not as much pliability to it. Right. So I, I'm guessing, you know, pros and cons for both. But do you think in general that the coaches prefer having those extra series already in the books when they're, when they're conference series and not just it's a, slappies or something? Well, sure. It's a, and it's a truly excellent question for Tadlock. That would be, be a great way That's to my ask. question. Well, it would be a great way to ask it. You should text it to Hacks now and say, hey, ask this. 
make sure you call the other schools slappies. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the uh, because it, you know it, it it does clarify some things, but there is is an open date that's stuck in there. And ours this year, our open date is at the very very end, so it almost doesn't look like an open date, but it's the last weekend of of prior to the Big Twelve tournament when we go to Tempe. That's that's our open weekend. So mm-hmm. we play ten straight and then have the open weekend as opposed to you know four and then an open week and then six or whatever. So we'll be starting up Big Twelve play in what eleven days. Yeah, wild. Yeah. Texas Longhorns. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Lady Raider basketball was at home on Saturday. They lost to Cincinnati, sixty-eight uh, to fifty-six. It's now seven games in a row that they have dropped. Uh, they got behind early. Uh, especially in the second quarter when Cincinnati outscored them 22-10. to 10. It was a 14-point lead at the half. They tried to make a divot in the fourth quarter, but it was too little too late. Uh, I guess they struggled from deep in this one, 6-25. That is a 24% mark there, uh, 14 turnovers in the game. And just, man... Yep, rough time, rough time yep, for them right now. Struggling. Rough stretch, no doubt. no doubt. They're struggling, and uh, you know, hopefully, they can get something going and righted before a Big Twelve tournament because that's their only hope now. And um, you know, they're they are so diminished by what illness. I think that illness, and on top of the season beginning mm-hmm. injuries, I mean, they're just not good enough to withstand you know a diminishing roster. Speaking of diminishing rosters, up next for them, they'll see TCU in Fort Worth on Wednesday. That'll be a 6 o'clock start time over on 107.7 Yes FM as they try to uh, taste success. Yep. They need it. Uh, For the men's side, they were in Orlando taking on UCF, and you did see the return of Warren Washington played 13 minutes, um, didn't didn't look like he was, you know, and, and you wouldn't expect him to be. Um, didn't look like he was all the way close to form. And on top of it, Chance McMillan, he sits out with hip soreness. Uh, today from uh, Coach McCaslin says basically those will be a uh, game time decisions. Not sure as you have Texas come into town, uh, but you lose – in Orlando, excuse me, 75 to 61. Ends up being a 14-point loss. You were hanging around this for a while. And then in that final two-minute stretch, well, you couldn't you couldn't buy a bucket. And really, you couldn't buy a bucket the entire game outside of Kerwin Walton's 18 points and Darian Williams' 19-point, 11-double-double. Mark another one down for Williams. Um, but in that, I mean, that final five-minute stretch and then really in the last two minutes, you started to turn the ball over, couldn't hit anything. Uh, and like I said, Warren Washington, good to see him back, at least for a game, or at least it was. Just didn't look like it, he was all the way himself. Robert Jennings got in foul trouble. You saw the most minutes you've seen Emilio Lajo play all year and in a big fashion. Uh, <laughs> you struggle from outside. Two of your threes end up being from him in like the last 30 seconds of the game. Uh, but now, I mean, you're fighting to be healthy. Again, yep, and no that's doubt. not the only reason you lost that game. No. But that, as far as big picture, you are fighting to get healthy right now. Yep, thirty-two to twelve points in the paint oh, on yeah. a day where we needed to have you know a blistering shooting day. 
Mm-hmm. We did not have that in any way, shape, or form, and, and this game just got away in the second half. I, I think uh, the way that I look in it, that that the, the, the way this game played out, if you could have you know talked to Dawkins and talked to UCF, it played exactly into their favor. Where I mean, they really just uh, had a commanding presence inside um, for the most part of this game. It was another rock fight, fist fight type of game, which leans into their favor um, because, I mean, they haven't been just great offensively. And then with the Red Raiders not shooting it well either, they didn't really have anything else they could lean on to, you know, to, to win the game and, and, you know, claw their way out with a victory from Orlando. They just didn't have anything going that could fight against the physicality of UCF. And so uh, the uh, – the big man presence and the size issue, I think you lost out on this one. When you add in that you couldn't shoot the ball very well and were right. struggling offensively. You will see Texas tomorrow, though. Texas coming off a blowout loss in Kansas. That'll be 7 o'clock start time tomorrow on Double T 97.3. Students camped out over there all weekend, basically. So, uh, yeah, expect that place to be charged up. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. It is Tech Talk here on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Clint Scott, Dr. Mike Gustafson, Ben Porman. Hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Thoughts, comments, questions, all of that. Welcome there. Uh, this on the chat line, almost 30 minutes in and no story on the track teams. Men doing it in spite of their best sprinter scratching in the 60. Give them some love. Uh, I'm, I'm ready, dude. Yeah, you, I'm I sorry. I, didn't, be, I, didn't, I don't I, need to be text line shamed. Texter, were you there like I was? Because <laughs> I was there. I finished broadcasting a baseball game and walked over to the arena. So let's talk about that. I, I, I did want to get to this, and I apologize that I – didn't get it in in the juice. I uh, have a few more stories I didn't get to either. Uh, but, yeah, the, the Texas Tech men, they claim their fourth indoor title back-to-back. Um, and here's my pun for the day. They ran away with it, meaning, uh, I mean, like half of their points came from the sprint side. Sprints and hurdles, 75 points uh, between the 4 by 4 60-meter, 400-meter, 600-yard, and 60-meter hurdles. Um, and the, by the way, the women's team, they don't win it, but they don't have a slouch type of day or weekend mm-hmm. either. They finish in second. Texas won it with 134 or 135 points. Texas Tech with 104 on the women's side. Um, but, yeah, no, I props to what's happening over there and has been happening and wow. continues to happen and isn't growing or anything like that. They've just been fantastic. This uh, I think this is breaking news here, but uh, T.J. Pompey, newcomer of the week in baseball, I just announced. Did you did you just cover that? No, I choice uh, and I both learned because there's no freshman of the week. Right. It's just newcomer. And I said that on the broadcast. This I was like I was bidding for freshman of the week honors, and, <laughs> and I was thinking, you know what? I knew they had newcomer. They used to have newcomer and freshmen, so basically newcomer allowed for any sort of junior college or whatever. But now they've just consolidated it, which is which is odd because I mean, there's enough freshmen that play in the league. Are they like 
all and with and with all the teams yeah. and all that stuff, it's mm-hmm. odd to me that they don't. That's a, that that's the sport they decide we're not going to switch on this, or we're right. not we're not going to split it. Right, and next week, I mean, and next year we'll have even more teams in the league. Like, there's room for a freshman, <laughs> not to be you know, because then it doesn't necessarily put them on the same plane as a junior college or a transfer portal guy. But mm-hmm. whatever. Anyway, yeah, the uh, track meet was awesome. Um, I got there in time for uh, the the four by fours, and so there, you know, there's two of those on each side, on each in each gender, and uh, I, I just couldn't get over it. Now I had been to a handful, I shouldn't say a handful. I'd been to probably two of the indoor meets early, kind of the early ones, the Corky Classic, and um, you know for hour and a half two hours here and there and and the other one named for the uh oh the the retired um the official the track official who passed away sorry i'm not thinking of that um uh but and so i had gone to a couple of those and had Mm -hmm. obviously seen nice nice crowd in the actual fixed seating over there along the west side of the indoor track I walked in and it's very late. It's after our game and 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 they weren't even taking tickets at that point. The guy just waved me in. I, was <laughs> yeah, I just go ahead. I mean, because they're down in the last couple of events. Yeah. And what I'm seeing are the girls coming. They're coming at me, man. You know, just flying down this side of the track over here, the east side of the track, running right at us. And and uh, and all of the temporary seating that they bring in, that basically where the where the garage doors open to the into the turf room, the football side of that thing you know that place is just standing and screaming you know as as is often the case with relays you know kind mm-hmm. of builds and uh and i was like oh man the juice i pulled out my phone started to just video it like holy moses because and then i walked around there and sat down and and uh watched our team set a school record and win the mm-hmm. the 400 which they I, I don't know if they could have done anything to screw that up and not win it at that point but there was no indication, at least to the fans, that they didn't need to at least, you know, place or whatever. I, don't, I have no idea. But they, they go out there and, and win the win the deal. And, and, you know, there's they announce a school record and all of our track kids that are kind of sitting down here in front of us go running out there. It, it wasn't a dog pile, but they were definitely a group celebration because they knew they'd had a heck of a day and just mm-hmm. won a championship. Then later on, they dumped the cooler on Kitley and do all the things. So it was a blast. <laughs> it was a blast after a day at the ballpark in which we took care of business. I was like, this is a good sports day right there, man. Now your your quote-unquote spring sports had a great weekend. Softball yeah. won all five mm-hmm. of their games. Uh, and I think they were down six twice. Once to North good. Texas, once to Minnesota. Minnesota and the Minnesota yeah. one was a walk-off. Good. <laughs> and so... A, a good start for them as well. You know, the the track stuff, and we, we've talked about this a little bit. And that's not uh, even the number two signing class they didn't even hear yet. Mm-hmm. So they're they're trending upward and not even, you know, they, they haven't even gotten all the number two signing class on campus yet. The uh, the track side um, is kind of like the, oh, you don't know how big Division One athletes are until you're actually around them. And you're like, oh, my goodness, you really – are a a built different type of person track is one of those things when you see it at the elite level like that um if you watch it on tv or or things like that yeah i mean it it still looks impressive and and the feats they're doing are still incredible and the marks you're setting and all that stuff um 
But when you see it in person, it's like seeing the difference. I, I always try to think of me, and I've never once, and no one should, and I don't know why they would. Obviously not a speed demon over here. <laughs> but I'm just like, how how horrendous would it be if I was in this race with these people? Because mm. it would be so yeah. far behind. And it's like the uh, let let an average person compete in the Olympics just so we can see. Right. But like seeing that stuff in person is incredible. They uh, really just I mean eyebrow raising. Yeah, and, and that's that's what's so dazzling about it. You know, of course that corner's banked, and so when you walk in, the the top of that corner is kind of above eye level up there, mm-hmm. and and they're flying, you know, and they're running right at you, and then they hit that bank, and. uh you know, it's just cool to see, and and then when you walk around to the seats over there on the, on the west side, kind of the normal fixed seating, which again where I sat for the Corky Classic, so they didn't have those other seats for those meets. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and those kids go walking by you because they're sort of the holding. They put them up against a track and it's sort of a roped off deal, and so you're kind of walking right next to them, but there's a roped off deal, and so like they're as close as you and I are. You know, and and they're walking, and and you're like, you're you're a little different than I am. Did you reach out for a high five, one. Yeah, they're. Just to see? Yeah, you probably could. They're, uh, <laughs> but they're they're put together a little different. <laughs> you know, like their physique. You know, there's not there's not much a flab on those people. <laughs> What's uh, the physique? What are you talking about? I don't know what that is. It's uh, you know, big track butts and track legs, <laughs> that kind of a deal. Big track butts. Well, no, I, track butts and track legs. <laughs> But yeah, you know now the, the the runners look like that remote control right there. But the right. the uh, you know the sprinters and all that stuff they're just put together a little different. And uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just cool. All of it's right there in front of you. And mm-hmm. and uh, I mean that that's a that's a blast of an environment, man. I I can't. Of course, indoor track season is done as far as meets in Lubbock, Texas. I assume, but uh, you know I can't encourage it enough. Next year in January, pick one of those days where you can go watch that, and then go over to watch some hoops or something, and it's it's a uh, blast. Uh, Bullfighter says, and they cannot lie with their uh, big track butts. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T ninety seven three. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. It is Tech Talk here on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Keep hitting us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, we will get Ben's play of the day here in just a moment. Uh, a couple more thoughts off of the Yates Flooring Center chat line. This from Shelly. Clint, please remember to ask Dr. Gus how to say 7-Eleven in Japanese, which Choice told us was Ichi Gonichi, I believe. But you, you had a different thought. Uh, I didn't. Google did. <laughs> Seven Eleven. That wasn't close to what. That wasn't close to what Choice said. Yeah, I'm, I, I can't argue. I can't advocate, nor it's, I got nothing. I just found it on Google. <laughs> I just knew we needed it in the spoken word. Yeah. Okay. Well, that was more helpful than whatever Woodman did. Uh, this on the chat line. Did you guys see the video of Cam Newton and Brock Purdy throwing down? I haven't seen the Brock Purdy one. I've seen the Cam Newton one. I heard about it, yeah, but it I haven't seen like it. It was like a seven-on-seven Seven-on-seven, seven yeah. And... 
Was he playing or just there watching or something? The video I saw, he was on like some steps up by a tent. I don't know if he was playing in it or not, or if he was just there. Um, but he is, uh, you know, he he's been one to know. You know, we know that we'll dress outlandishly, mm-hmm. or maybe not quite. Let's say the styles that I could pull off. <laughs> and so he's wearing this goofy like witch style hat with a cane. <laughs> and then, anyway, so I have no idea what started it, but these guys just like try to jump him like they take the first punch and he almost doesn't move somehow the hat stays in place they end up by like a fence and there's like a whole group of them and it's like the group of them uh, of their guys you know some people with him helping him out and all you all i can focus on is holy cow cam newton is a giant human being (laughs) why would you try to start something with that you normal people you average person. That I don't know what what if there was trash talk involved or if it was uh, you know just uh, hey I'm gonna make a name for myself. I do not know what started it, but I do know uh, that I don't think Cam Newton caught the worst of it, and his hat stayed on, so that was impressive because it wasn't like tied on. So it was it wasn't just a big group fracas. It was Cam and some other dude. Well, it ended up with like the groups. Yeah, I'm the sure. video like them they moved Coming over by this like fence thing. Got it. Yeah. All right. Everybody. All right. Yeah. Okay. Ben, hit us up with your play of the day. Pitch to Stripling, turned on and hit well towards center. Wind is going to knock it down. No, they've lost it. It's gone. Landon Stripling with his first home run as a Red Raider. It's a three-run shot. And the Red Raiders push their lead to 16-1. Stripling turns on this one. It goes back. Will this be the second of the day? It will. Landon Stripling with the two-run shot. He's got home runs and back-to-back at bats. And Texas Tech now leads it 22 to one. The pitch hit pretty well out towards right center field. It's carrying, going back off the scoreboard. Drew Woodcox joins the party. His first AB turns into a two run homer and Texas Tech leads it 25 to five. Yeah, Woody comes in off the bench. About the sixth inning and cracks two long ones. The last one he hit there was clanged a, off the light pole about halfway up, two-thirds of the way up. I think it was a bomb. Thursday, you know, uh, with Stripling and then with Woodcox, kind of a uh, a double future, double crystal ball because we had on the chat line, someone had said, like, hey, are they going to be able to keep Woodcox out of the lineup or, or what's that? And mm-hmm. then you had answered with something that, you know, might hurt his chances is what they do with Stripling and stuff like that. Uh, and then the next day they both uh, – yeah, they both went off. Yeah. Yeah. And Woody got a start, I guess. Um, I think Woodcock's got the start in right field on was it Saturday or Sunday anyway. So, yeah. That that leads right into this perfectly on the H Flooring Center chat line from Tracy in Dallas. The other side of this is uh, Tracy in Dallas asks, Hey, Gus, do you have any concerns regarding cash at first base? Very slow start at the plate and not even in the lineup yesterday. What's up? He wasn't in the lineup on Friday either. Yeah. Um, it was a slow start. I, I don't know. Um, is it was this? Do you think since it's Texas Southern, was this a like a a wake up type of move, or is this like hey he might not have it pinned down over there at first? 
or we're just feeling out seeing what stripling can do with more reps like what what do you think that move is there yeah my i think that's it's twofold i, I think uh and you you just gave both sides of it because they can both be true there could be some wake-up call going on because mm-hmm. you know it, it, especially if you put it in the context of coming out of arlington and into friday's game in that game against oregon state you know he they first and third and two outs and throws us over there knee high on his left knee not into the base runner and he just dumped it and rolled it over the dugout like missed it you mm-hmm. know not in the dirt whatever kind of you know just just shoddy defense and then and then he wasn't hitting and you know i, I remember leaving that thing going man you know it, he, he may be about to get a little message here mm-hmm. and uh and he did. And then the other thing was stripling in that game, DH, and had, you know, two for four of the walk against Oregon State, swung it well. And, like, yeah, that's, that was one of the least surprising things that uh, stripling was in the lineup. Now, where he was going to play or whatever, um, you know, DH, first base, how that was going to be structured, I didn't know. But Gavin didn't play on Friday in the 32 run game, which, you know, we've talked. That you know, surely Gavin Cash was in there hitting would, three home okay, runs or whatever. You know, he broke but. a little more of the ice. I know he, I know he got a home run uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. against UT Arlington to get that mm-hmm. home run ice broken, if you will. But just having good at bats, you right. know, okay, well he feasted on Texas Southern. Yep, sure. Which is you know, that's kind of why some of those games are scheduled just to get guys going and whatever, as opposed to you know brick wall on that thing again. But uh, so they get. Uh, yeah, and and stri- look, Strivlin can hit, man. He can really hit, and uh, you know I'm not going to be surprised if if they don't continue to share duties or if that's going to be Strivlin's job for a minute. We'll we'll see, uh, but yeah, that's because well, uh, you, now you have you know you, you noted probably going to be some intense inner squad mm-hmm. this week without a midweek game, but then you look up against Gardner Webb. Um, and I know out of both of us, I'm certainly the baseball expert. That's what they've said about sure. appearing. Uh, <laughs> but I wouldn't imagine Gardner Webb is going to be another daunting, you know, challenge for the Red Raiders, or it shouldn't be. Is that incorrect? Yeah, that, I do not know. I'm I'm like you. I mean, they're two and five. Let's see, lost two of three to Appalachian State. Ugh, lost to North Carolina A&T and went to a multi-team event, lost low-scoring games to St. Joseph's and Canisius and beat Quinnipiac. They play at South Carolina. Some real giants there. On well, the yeah, they seven. play the Gamecocks tomorrow. Okay. And then they come here for three. So, uh, yeah, it's it's uh, about to get real for those dudes. And they play in the Big South. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um. Yeah, I, but you're right. I mean, you know, it it could be another weekend of similar, you know, m- mixing and matching lineups and getting some guys, you know, trying to get as many guys reps as possible. And I, I'm just, I, I'm curious about what that balance is because again, I mean, the Longhorns are just around the corner. Yeah. So if you're like, oh, no. you're running out of mixing and matching time before you get to a, you know. One of your most important series of the years, and I don't know what year. I don't know what Cal Poly is this year. Mm-hmm. Um, two years ago, they had the Brooks Wallace Award winner, first round pick, guy that's knocking on the big league door already, who was the coach's son. But uh, this weekend, they did not score a run against the Longhorns. 
in three games. <laughs> Which is really brutal. impressive. Yeah, really <laughs> impressive. Brutal. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know oh. if Cal Poly is a whole lot better than Gardner Webb. Just, just quit. Don't even show up yeah, the third that's, day. That's it's rough. Tech Talk on Double T 97.3. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double D 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. It is Tech Talk here on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Happy Monday. Hope your Monday is not too Monday-ish and has been a good one. We do appreciate you joining us. We're live from the First United Bank studio. Again, if you haven't heard, uh, Red Raider Baseball with Tim Tadlock has been postponed. They will announce the makeup date at a later time. Um, but to unfor- – what was the wording? I want to get the wording right. What was the wording sent to you? Not unforeseen circumstances. But Due to an unexpected conflict, tonight's show is canceled and will be rescheduled at a later date. Unexpected conflict. Uh, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line where you can hit us up as well. How do we beat UT without Warren and Chance? This sucks. Again, today, Grant McCaslin saying that they will know more for both of them tomorrow. Um, Warren Washington does come back against UCF. You know, didn't just look fantastic. Only played 13 minutes. Um, and I wonder... I, they didn't say this to my knowledge. I wonder if they went in with the plan of kind of a, a minute cap for him and say, you know, we're, we're going to play him. We think he can come back today, but he's not He's not surpassing 15 minutes. I, I don't know if that was the case or not, um, or if it was, yeah, he, he's just – he's not capable right now of fully being who Warren Washington is and has been when he's been healthy. Um, and then, of course, Chance McMillan sits out with hip soreness. Um, and so who knows if either of them will go, if they'll both be out, if they'll both be in, if you'll see a split one way or the other tomorrow. But you have a really important game against Texas. And Gus, you know, I was talking about, hey, what what kind of Texas are you going to get tomorrow first? Um, because they they haven't been great on the road, but they haven't been great at home either. They've kind of just been a – a hodgepodge type of Big 12 team where you're not going like, oh, man, anyone that goes into Austin, they're going to lose. Or, you know, vice versa, which it would be incredible if someone was completely vice versa. And I was like, they can't win at home in the Big 12, but they win every road game. They go on every road trip. Look out. Um, but what, what I think of with what Texas are you going to get, it's not that they're looking just to bounce back um, from being – beat down pretty good at Fog Allen over the weekend. It's more of like this is an important game to them as far as their tournament lives go because I don't think Texas is fully locked into it. And if they were to, you know, lose out or, you know, go one and three over their next four, that does not bode well for them. And that is not out of the realm of possibility, um, especially if they are playing where, Okay, if you take out Max Acemus and you take out Dylan DeSue, the others are not going to pick them up around them. Like Tyrese Hunter is not going to pick up the rest of the team, something like that. Um, and I'm not saying that those, the cast around those two 
isn't capable, but they, they haven't proven it yet. Like, and Kansas was a great example because that was the defensive game plan was they are not going to score, or at least they're not going to beat us. And then no one else around uh, the rest of that Texas team really picked up the rest of the Longhorns. And so, you know, I, I would think that if it's Rodney Terry, you are uh, as ferociously as possible expressing you need to play well the rest of the way out. And that includes the trip here uh, in Lubbock tomorrow night. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, they're they're firmly on the bubble and uh, Texas is. And, you know, th- th- this game represents a quad one opportunity for them mm-hmm. if they come here and win it. And uh, so in terms of writing, you know, some or garnering some resume points, uh, th- this is huge. Yeah. And uh, especially for them on the road and uh, which they've where they've sort of struggled and so i, I uh you know I, I and and they played so bad the other day now you never know when a team's going to be demoralized by something or about to you know bounce back from something and you know i think we're all sitting here thinking about it in terms of what the bounce back's going to look like and feel like but mm-hmm. man they they uh you know just you know that, they were so bad the other day that it's scary you know, scary looking to think about what that's going to look like. Because, and this has been the issue with Texas all year long, is no one has sat and said, yeah, that's a very untalented, like there's no talent on that roster, right? There's, or, or even just, well, yeah, sure, they have Max A. Smith, and he scored all of these points in his collegiate career, but they got no one else. No, they have a former Big 12 freshman of the year in sure. Tyrus Hunter. Um, they have... Dylan Mitchell, who's one of the best athletes in the Big 12. They have a bunch of size. Dylan DeSue can do a lot of things when he's playing well. Um, they have a lot of bodies defensively that they can throw in, and if they need to go into a deep rotation, it's, it hasn't been any of that. It's been the classic underachieving Longhorns, which you hate to see on the hardwood. But <laughs> with it, it still comes the sentence that this is a talented team that has underperformed. So, so at what point in any one game – Will they kind of rise up to that, right? Um, and so you would you would think that they have to be viewing this as we're run, fellows, we're running out of chances here, sure. unless we want to find ourselves in the NIT and be a top seed over there, um, which that is just not going to be appetizing to the folks uh, in Austin. Um, and so if understandably, and, by yeah, the way, and, yeah, and and I think that this goes without saying if. Um, if you have Chance McMillan or not, if you have Warren Washington or not, you tomorrow, in, intensity-wise, you have to treat this like the Kansas game where, where you have to be the one who sparks aggression. Like you have to punch them first. Um, and then it, it'll help if you have shots fall tomorrow. But I think it's going to start with like the physical nature of the game. And that hasn't been your strong suit you know, in, in the Big 12, sure. but um, you, ha- you have the capability to do it. Texas with the game here tomorrow, obviously, home for OSU on Saturday, at Baylor next Monday on Big Monday, and then home for OU. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this is probably their – I mean, certainly the Baylor game in Waco. Mm-hmm. But this and the Baylor game represent some, uh, some heft 
Yeah. And if you're Texas, you're thinking, you know, probably need to be a couple of wins in that deal. I would also imagine there's probably some revenge on the mind from when you got them in Austin, which seems ages ago, by the way. It's Tech Talk here on Double T 97.3. This has been the Tech Talk Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.